0: Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Milsey, Judgy, and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we will discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast, and you can find more about us on our website www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app. And make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is across the park PC, Instagram is across the park PC, and Facebook is Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Across the Park Extra. Myself, Millsy, alongside Judgy with an an Everton FC special. We're absolutely delighted to be joined by someone who was instrumental in Everton's highest place finish in the Premier League and someone that I personally think left too soon, but we'll get into that as well, Mr Marcus Bent. Benty, thank you so much for joining us across the park. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. uh, I've just literally fed the baby uh, with the dogs and um, we just literally had a Zoom with um, our family grandparents and you know cousins and whatever so yeah literally talking to you guys now after that so mad um, times,
2: isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah
1: i'm not going to say bad but yeah no, I, was bad. Saying,
2: uh, mad, mad, uh, I said mad mad i said mad not bad i think it's mad times mad, times. mad yeah, times
1: yeah yeah mad times i think in a sense it's good to spend a lot of time with your family and um uh, being at home and um but um as everyone would know as yourself and everyone on here probably having a family or husbands or wives and kids they get frustrated um so it's not just about um being at home it's about getting out about thinking about your personal stuff and um, thinking about your mental health and um, uh, looking to stuff that you need to do and and realizing what you need to do and where you need to go. Um, oh. So speaking to you guys, and I've done this like, over the last couple of weeks and it's helped me get out of my mindset, um, not just be um, uh, set at home. I used to go to the gym 24 seven, not 24 seven, but get up in the morning, seven o'clock, then have my, to do- walk the dogs, my baby being at home, then come home um, and, and be with the wife. Now you've got to make a different transition and, 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 and make something else of this, um, close down this covid 19. It's hard. So all I've been saying on my Instagram and where I've been talking to people is about not so much getting out and, and, and socialising but getting out and kind of um, vocalising and communicating to people as I'm doing with you guys and talking about your experiences and how you're getting on in life.
2: I completely agree, Marcus, and I, and I, I, I share your sentiment, really. I've, we, we try to put out a show every week, just chatting as mates, and, and I, very much linked to what you were saying there. We're, we're missing that element of our lives. We used to get together once a week. We used to talk footy. There'd be three blues on one side, three reds on the other side of the table. We'd be arguing about footy. We'd be you know, getting, venting a lot of our frustrations, but having a really good laugh at the same time. And yeah. then the absence of being able to do that you know, a lot of our listeners have been missing that as well. And and I sure. think we really do appreciate you coming on and, and again going through your time at Everton and talking through your experiences and, and I think that bit of the start, talking about how you're approaching this situation helps a lot of people definitely. I think before we go on, I wanna shut the, the, the
1: shut it down in a sense where um, talking to me about <laughs> my experiences and stuff. I'll tell you about my experiences, but my experiences come alongside yours where you can't talk to your peers you can't talk to your mates i can't talk to my friends i'm a human being
2: yeah of course
1: this is, this is what i always say to everyone um you know the, i mean the wife uh, went into uh, uh, crashed her didn't crash her car but she uh, blew her tire out today um, she called me up and she said can you come and change the tire so i drove my car there She took my car, she took the baby, she took the dogs. I was there winding up the car, putting a spare tire on it. Now, people would look at me and go, well, he probably could get someone to come out and do it. He's a superstar. He's rich, he's this, he's that. What I'm trying to say to you is that I'm a human being. We have a family, we have a base, we uh, uh, we look after each other, we rely on each other to get through this predicament that we're in. Um, so what I'm trying to say to you is that when, when you just said to me, I thank you for coming on the show. And thank you for speaking to us. That's when I go, I'm no
2: superhero. I'm just, no, but, 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 but because of your position and because of the, you know, the foot, the, you've been in a fortunate position of obviously playing of football. Do, do you know what I mean? And, and I think that, I what I'm saying is not not every player, an ex-player, share your sentiments and the way you've just expressed that. And it's good. It's sure. good to hear. And I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that football players and ex-football players should be put in a separate bracket. And uh, I'm not. You know, I'm not attempting to characterize them or generalize. No, them. I didn't think you, you was. I, mean? I didn't think
1: you was. I was
2: just trying to put it straight. In yeah, sense. fair enough. No, appreciate that. Yeah. Top man. Great today. But, but look, as I say, if if you don't mind us going back through some of the some of your moments at Everton and before that, um we'll, So yeah. who's the
1: who's the red and who's
2: the blue? No, 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 both, no, no, <laughs> no, That's a very that's a very dirty accusation, that <laughs> They're both blues on here. Both blues on this. Oh, one. it's just blues. Okay. No, no reds invited to this call. No. Okay. <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> So uh, we're going to start actually just before you signed for Everton, and you 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 were on a loan spell at Leicester at the time. Um, oh. and you you'd played against Everton in a, in a fixture that became renowned for a certain incident between Duncan Ferguson and, and Stefan Freund in a, in a one-one draw. Obviously, yeah. at that moment in time, you're on loan at Leicester. What are you thinking, uh, you know, about as an as a player on the you know the opposite team that day, seeing what had gone on? Um, what are you thinking at that moment in time? As you know, as a player
1: in the and game, Everton. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, everyone knows about Duncan. Everyone knows about. Well, I don't know whether you know about when Everton and the chairman picked him up from uh, jail and um, drove him down in a limo to come and for Everton. Um, Duncan is Everton blue and through and through, uh, passionate, um, demanding, uh, and experienced. And a goal scorer played for the likes of Newcastle and his, uh, uh, his, his, his beloved Scotland. Um, so when we played against uh, Everton and I was on loan at Leicester, uh, I, 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 well, you know what? I, I'm going too far forward, but the incident, what happened, we were a team and um I looked at a picture yesterday and when I went in to Dunk and tried to stop Dunk from doing something he shouldn't have done, there was the likes of Les Ferdinand and Paul and, uh, bickoff behind me, all running in to stop me or Dunk from doing something stupid. Um, looking back at it, Dunk would have dragged me out, <laughs>
2: I think you might be covering your mic a little bit, you know, and you're, you're, Oh, sorry, sorry. There you go. It's better. hear Yeah. You go. Me? yeah, right,
1: that's, yeah that's, okay. Pro- I'm probably going to get too forward, but um, um, answering your question, uh, stopping Dunk from hurting someone who I um, actually loved and loved within sport and um, with my teammates, I was someone that was, I always took it for the team. So I I tried to stop Dunk from making a a, a mistake that would have sent him three bans, four bans and getting suspended. So I stopped him from doing that. I think he still got about a two, three match ban from his actions. But um, that's what you do for your team. That's what you do within the team. That's what you do um, when you've got teammates alongside you. So that's what I've done um, without being at Everton.
0: Yeah, fair play. Well, to, to move on to your actual Everton career, you, you signed from Ipswich, who were your parent club, for four hundred and fifty thousand pounds. That was on the twenty-third of June, two thousand and four. Now, when you joined, there was a lot of off the field drama. There was a bit of a power battle between board members for the club. Trevor Birch came in as chief executive, and then he left a month later. The whole yep. Wayne, the whole Wayne Rooney lighting the Euros up and, and being at the, you know the darling on show was going on. As a new player, are you looking around thinking, what 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 the hell have I joined against, like a circus.
1: Well, first and foremost, I joined Everton um, off the back of being at loan from Ipswich to Leicester. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to be truthful to you. And I don't know whether you've watched my podcast or this Zoom or or whatever. I always tell the truth. I'll tell you how it is. Um, Leicester offered me more money than Everton. A lot more money. But going to the Blues, who are an established premiership side who have legends. Um, I mean, we, we can keep on talking about the legends going, you know, Tommy Gravison, Lee Carsley. I mean, I can go keep on um, Duncan Ferguson. I mean, even beyond their time, um, it, it attracted me. That, that was my my route. That was my my time to go and play for a top premiership side. On that point, saying that, we nearly went down the season before.
0: Yeah, finished finish with, 17th, with,
1: yeah. Right, like, with Wayne in the side. He got his metatarsal. Um, David Moyes called me, well, didn't call me, but he uh, said, join uh, the preseason, would you like to join the Blues? I said, of course, came down. Now, I, I got to the training ground. McFadden was a good friend of mine. Um, Sorry, my dog's just kicking me. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Wayne was, had his metatarsal. He was literally on his way to Man United. Uh, so we were doing pre season. He wasn't training. A new dog, we call him Dog, but he's, um, obviously his name's Wayne Rooney. But um, he said to me, um, just be careful, um, work hard. Uh, the Blues will be your family for life he just got to work hard i didn't understand what he said at that point and then well at that point he was on top of the the, the training ground um uh, shooting paintballs at the, the academy <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> i should i shouldn't even i shouldn't even say this but i i, I want to say how it is he was sh- <laughs> he was shooting paintballs at the academy and i did, I, I couldn't even like I was like, why are you doing that? But <laughs> they were his teammates. It, 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 was, it was him just kind of pushing them and having a bit of banter. <laughs> anyway, so the first game, David, um, we lost to Arsenal 4-0. Oh, 4,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. 4-0. Uh, I didn't start. Uh, at that point, I was like, ah, I want to get on pitch. I want to help. I want to play. I want to show what I've got. I think... Losing 4-0 was the best thing that happened that season for us because we learned to be a team. We learned about ourselves and we learned what we needed to do um, throughout the season. So after that game, uh, we didn't... So Arsenal, we didn't play one up front. Then the next game was against, um, if you can remind me... Yeah, we played Crystal Palace away and you scored. Crystal- Right, so then David um, done the formation one up front, Timmy in behind, mm. and that's how we, we, we finished the season. It was one up front. Um, did I enjoy playing one up front at the start? I mean, I, I acknowledged it and I wanted to do it with the team in Port Evans. I've never played one up front in my life. Um, Paul Dickoff at Leicester taught me how to run hard score hard and be a, a team player. Um, I'm a two up front, uh, I want to score goals. Mm. Um, but I took that on board and I worked hard and Timmy, uh, Leon came through. Um, we had the likes of McFadden on the left. We had Lee Karsley in the middle, Tommy Gravison On the right we had... Um, yeah, Leo, we had- Leon Osman. Leon Osman. No, he didn't come through straight away.
0: I think, also, we, I think we also think we also had Kevin
1: Kilban playing as well. Kevin Kilban. So, there you go. Kevin Kilban. Yeah. At the back, we had Stubber, where um, left back... Oh, sorry, right right back, we had... Um, uh, Tony Hibbert. Yeah, there you go. And then left back, we had Italian player... Castoni. Castoni. Right. So, we all worked for each other. And even having Kevin... Um, sorry, uh, Duncan on the bench and Kevin... Uh, Kev on the bench too, who are, their careers are massive. Mm. But every time I came into the the dressing room, they would always pat me on the back, tell me how well I've done and encourage me. So it was always a team game, always a, 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 a how well we could do with the formation
2: that we had. No one was playing one up front at that point. Mm. No one. You just loser to it before. Marcus, and you were talking about, uh, obviously you started the season with two up front, you've mentioned Kev, you've mentioned Duncan. In terms of the 4-5-1, does it come about as, as, a, as a means of keeping the goals out initially? Well, the 4-5-1 came against Arsenal, right? So, who was the 4-5-1 four, four,
1: against
0: so the, Arsenal? No, the, the, the first game of the season, um, Kevin Campbell played up front with James McFadden. And there you go. Then he swapped you, and, he swapped you and Faddy for the Palace game. And I'm pretty sure Kev Campbell was injured then for a while and Duncan was was not quite fit. So it looked, from our point of view, as a fan from the stands, that we sort of stumbled on it. I'm not too nah. sure whether that's true or... I promise you no.
1: No. It, it, that's not true. And that's no disrespect towards Kev Campbell or Duncan or McFadden. No disrespect at all. But, um, I remember coming on in the second game, Crystal Palace. Sorry, no, the first game at home and Moisey saying to me, just run, just run, and the fans will love you. We're going to play one up front all season, just run, um, and show them what you've got, the pace, and got, you're going to score goals. Timmy will back you up, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, So I just done that. I mean, throughout my career, I played two up front, three up front, played off the wing. Um, I wasn't accustomed to it. Um, I mean, I scored seven goals within th- that first season. That's, that's not anything that I'm
2: proud about. But... They, they, were, they were pretty important goals, weren't they, they we were going to come on They, weren't, run, yeah, they? they no, were, yeah, no, and, and it wasn't yeah. a side that was blessed with goals either, was it? So seven goals and was, was a fairly not, good of course return. Not. And, and I mean, if we did play two up front,
1: maybe yeah. we, we wouldn't have done as well as we'd done. Yeah. So the formation was, it was key. So I get that, and I'm fine with that, and I'm so happy about that.
2: Was there a lot of work that went into that on the training ground at four five one in terms of the the way you know the midfield runners? You spoke about Timmy's role in there. Ozzy maybe getting involved as the season went on, maybe more. Tommy mm-hmm. Graberson. Well, I mean, Ozzy didn't come in
1: until later on in the season. Yeah. Uh, Arteta didn't come in until he was January. Tommy, we came yeah, in yeah. January. January. That's ready, what yeah. So he didn't come in. That early, we had kind of formed a, a team morale of players um, that just grind it out. And, you know, our, our captain, Stubber, um, was amazing. Where weir was his second in hand. Um, Stubber was more so um, shouting, weir <laughs> would pull you aside. Duncan would um, just be Duncan. (laughs) Um, uh, As me and Timmy came in, we were just learning the ropes. I mean, God, I mean McFadden, Scottish Scottish international, scoring amazing goals. Um, Gravison, Cahill, (coughs) uh, Tom, Tom, sorry, um, Carsley. that just broke stuff down. We had a team that we knew what we were doing. We know we knew how to defend. We knew how to score goals. And once, once we got that goal, no one was going to beat us, basically.
0: Just to go back to what you were saying there, Benty about maybe playing two up front, and that, that brings us back to Wayne leaving. What did that do for you? Because it must have put massive pressure on all, all of a sudden you're coming in to play with, play alongside the darling of English football. He then leaves on deadline day it was too late to really no, I, replace
1: him. I, I i knew i wasn't playing alongside wayne i knew okay. wayne was going i knew wayne was going okay i was replacing wayne but to fill wayne's boots i mean i at that point i, I think i was 25 26 <clears throat> wayne at that point was probably i don't know 19 20 so if, if the how i've been brought up He's not, I'm not replacing him. I'm, I'm like experienced now. I've, mm. I've had um, premiership player of the month. You know, I played for the England 21s. Don't get me wrong, Wayne was, his first goal that everyone acknowledged him was against Arsenal away, well, free kick. Absolute great goal. And everyone knew that he was gonna be the player that he is today. Um, but I can't look at Wayne and go, ah, oh, I have to fill his boots. I've got to look on myself and, right. um, and and be the the player that I know that I am coming into Everton and then um, showing the fans, the club, the backroom staff and, and you yourselves, what I can do. Um, so that's what i done that year. Second year, I got frustrated. Um, I'm gonna tell you truthfully, I came in after the season we had, we got fourth place. Um, uh, running, working hard. Uh, I think. I hope. Uh, if if I'm not, uh, please acknowledge it. Absol- that I no, absolutely. Making-
0: Absolutely. No, I mean, I was what I was going to say Obviously. there is, is you were very different to any strikers that we had previously. I mean, we had Duncan and Kevin. who Duncan was a, was a fighter and Kevin was a six-yard box finisher. We have Francis Jeffers and Wayne Rooney, who were young and energetic. But when you came in, it seemed to give the whole team a, a new dimension. And, and Listen, Thomas Gratt.
1: Tom- Fran, Fran, was a young player, a goal scorer, who went to Arsenal. Okay? Um, I know Franny. I love <laughs> Franny. Okay? I wasn't brought up in Everton. I wasn't brought up in the, mm. the whole blues thing. I came in to um, put something back within the team who nearly went down the season before. Absolutely. So yes. so I had to learn quickly, all right? So Franny, Wayne, they're all kind of built up to be the, the, the blues and the, 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 they were all born there. I wasn't born there. Um, so, my journey was to be a part of the team, a part of the Blues. And, uh, I mean, playing, uh, playing my first game, absolutely uh, hoping that the fans take to me. Being mm. from London. I mean, mm. I'm a, a... Pressure, yes. But me being me, coming up, uh, confident, lad. Um, Knowing what I can do, I came in and and worked hard. The problem being is that the second season, after what we had done, I felt uh, devalued, uh, disrespected. I remember, and I'm going to tell you truthfully, coming in the first um, day of pre-season, I can't remember who it was, but they said to me, we've all been given new contracts. Don't get me wrong, I still had a year and a half on my contract so i'm not begging for a contract problem being is that every player within the team got given a new contract except me wow. i got to- i got told that in the changing rooms um how does that make a young kid feel uh, a player feel even just the man on the street a man going into his day job yeah. that he, contrib- he contributed to that yeah. season, beating Liverpool after 10 years um, and coming fourth after nearly going down the season before, that you're the only player that didn't get given a contract.
0: Well, do you know, Joe, that's summer, Benty, as well. We were going to move on to it, but I think it's a good, a good point to bring it in, that David Moyes well, was, was very public in the media, maybe for the fans' benefit, saying that he tried to buy Dirk out, Michael Owen, you tried to buy Craig Bellaby, and I think we will link with a number of other strikers, Mikael for Southfield and medical. You're the man who's basically been instrumental in the, in the previous season's success, if you will. Are, are you feeling disrespected by this, or are you for a fight? Are you expecting Everton to strengthen up front? Listen,
1: I, th- th- every player that wants to come into Everton, I hold my hands up and I want them to come in because I want Everton to be the best mm. club on the planet. So it doesn't matter if someone takes my place, I'll fight for my place, all right? The only problem that I had at that point was coming back pre-season after the season we had, me being the only player that didn't get given the contract. So I went up, I went straight up into the manager's office and I said, um, what, what's going on, like why am I the only player that's... Not, and don't get it again. Please look at it. Don't look at it like I'm being um, um, greedy.
2: No,
1: no. Um, no, no. It wasn't about that. It was just that it, it felt like it was really disrespectful. The yeah. work ethic that I put in and, and what we'd done the season before coming back in. Um, so he said to me, uh, let's give you six months and we'll uh, re- look upon it. Really? And then James Beattie came in, who is a good friend of mine, um, and uh, Moisey tried to play one up front with uh, James. Um, James is not a one up front player. He's not a one up front player. He's a two up front player. If, even if you put Kev up front or dunk up front with him, forget me. He will strive. He will strive off that, and he will score goals. Um
0: You know, when he came in, Marcus, sorry, when BT came in, were you yeah. thinking this is a fight, or were you think it's a partner? It's going to be a four-four-two now, and we're moving forwards.
1: At that point, I thought it was going to be a four-four-two, mm. so I was, I was happy. I was, someone's going to kind of help me to score goals. It's yeah. not just going to be me scoring seven goals a season. I want to score some goals. And do you know what? Even if I did score seven goals a season, and James got 20 or Tim gate, as long as I'm participating within that team, but I know with my ability and my confidence at that point, I'm going to score more than that. Um, at that point, it was just more so that this lack of respect that I got from the manager, um, giving everyone else a, a contract and not me. My confidence went down. Um, I I think I I didn't play for five, six, seven, maybe eight games. Um, I'd come on once or twice. Uh, Me and Duncan being on the bench, Kev being on the bench, um, me training, training well. But again, being a manager, once you bring a a player on um, Beatty's level, you've got to play him. Beatty was... uh, great goal scorer, good in the air, good holding the ball up. Didn't do so well for Everton and he'll he'll
0: acknowledge me. I speak. To he took a while, sport. he he took it about a year yeah. to settle into Four, five, one. I think you left in a, you left in January, which we'll come on to a little bit later. But I think sure. around then it, it took him that long to adapt. I think no, fairly, when he got definitely. in there, he, he seemed to. When we if, us as fans, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of James Bt. He was he was a great footballer, but sure. when he replaced you in that second half of the first season, it just wasn't the same. And I think our form nosedived as well.
2: Square pace around, <laughs> <and> <old, laughs> sorry, kid, sorry. Yeah, it was a square peg in a round hole at that moment in time, particularly if you let like you lose it to it. If, if we were playing 4-4-2, it would have worked, but to try and play BT right. in that position, it felt like we were going backwards, back to having Kevin exactly. front on his that, own. That's
1: what I thought. That's that's what I
2: thought. And um, I was watching from the
1: sidelines. I was on the bench. I was, um, it wasn't because I was... I, I'm not going to even say I felt sorry for James. It it just it wasn't his formation. And yeah. the fans got on on his back and James, as I just said, was a great finisher, is a great finisher, Mm -hmm. showing that for England, Southampton, um, Sheffield United, when he moved on from um, Everton, um, how good he is his pace, his power. Uh, He's so dominant. He's so um, a a man in the changing rooms. He's about the team. He's not just um, eyeing a team. He's Mm -hmm. about the team um that's why he's still good of one of my best friends um so i don't say i feel sorry for him it was just the formation that we played the season before and it worked for us yeah it would have taken i don't know a miracle for to get him to play that formation but he just couldn't get it um so that's why i wanted the manager um, and the team to get behind four four two, but that would have meant Timmy maybe slotting back into midfield. Gravison went to Real Madrid. You had Lee Carsley. Would that have freed up um, Timmy to go score goals? Then you had Osman coming. You had um, Fadden, who was, uh, who was Arteta. Yeah. So you know again. I wasn't a manager at that time and I'm more, you know, it's hard to, again, I hold my hands up. I tried to uh, uh, manage a 15 year old team three years ago. I had to leave players out, you know, the parents and say, so it's hard to be a manager. But at that point in that time, we just come off the back of getting fourth. Yeah. Um, I, I think you know where it's going at this point. You've got to keep with it. If if you're not losing, why change it?
0: But there's one name you mentioned there, and we were massive fans of of him as a player. It was Tommy Gravison. How good was Tommy as a footballer? Because we thought he was brilliant, but maybe we got the best out of him in that six months you were there, his final six months, and your first. Before then, and we see we seen flashes, but as a player, day to day, how good was he?
1: Tommy training game yeah i'll give you this me and tommy didn't get on as soon as i saw for me as soon as tommy seen me we didn't get on straight away i'll give you that yeah. <laughs> it took time for us to build a relationship and once we built that relationship first game away tommy found me crystal palace um i think second game away was norwich I scored, you again. scored
0: again, yeah. Yeah, I
1: scored again. Uh, my, uh, my first game at home against uh, Middlesbrough, I think he found me again. Um, Tommy, me being brutally honest, is probably one of the best players I've ever played with. Oh. Technically, physically and mentally, um, was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing.
2: And, and a bit of a character as well?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, he's. <laughs> I mean, he's got his, um, his Danish with a, a Liverpool... Li, li, uh, sorry, I'm not going to say Liverpoolian accent. Yeah, I'm gonna say, a... I am going to say the Scouse accent. Yeah. It was messed up. It um, <laughs> uh, was messed up. Um, but, yeah, if anyone ever says to me, what was one of the top... And I've played with a lot of top players, um, but he... The gifted like technically if if, there are no you boys play football. If every anyone do you play golf? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So you know when you putt, you know when you putt a ball. Yeah. So it's gotta be flush, right? Mm. So that was Tommy's every pass, flush. Precise. Precise. Like flush. And he taught us all and um me going in there, and, and even Timmy, even uh, Arteta, um, uh, Osmond, every player around him—they saw his caliber and the way he uh, established himself and, and took himself into the high level playing for Real Madrid.
2: You touched on the uh, the derby win earlier, the one they win against Liverpool. That's that's one of my fondest memories as an as Evertonian—the yeah. the Lee Carsley goal. There's a famous yep. celebration of his all piling up on, on top of each other. Was was right. that one of them moments as a player for you that, that you kind of look back on really fondly in terms of the you know that that victory, the atmosphere and Goodison that day, the the camaraderie of the team. I mean, building up to that game,
1: um, we'd been winning. Um, um, we've got that that within ourselves. Um, uh, I remember leading up to that game being at the training ground, training ground, the old training ground. Us working so hard. Duncan being very dominant. Um, Gravison being dominant. Um, Stubber, where These are players that uh, the back rooms, not backroom staff, but the players that know what it's about. Mm. So they they, they they taught us um, what it's about. I I've never played in a. A Merseyside, Mer- Merseyside derby. I played in derby, Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday derby, um, QPR, uh, Wimbledon. I mean, Arsenal. It's I can go on. You know, it's, it's Norwich, but Merseyside derby was the one. Um, I'm going to be honest. Leading up to it, it was scary. I knew what I needed to do. We need. We knew what we needed to do, but we weren't there. Was no scare factor about it. We knew we were going to win. Um, but seeing uh, Liverpool, 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 trans Liverpool, Liverpool fans, Reds uh, sitting next to Blues, that threw me. Mm. That was a first. <laughs> I, I've never seen that before in my life. Um, so there wasn't any. Not that I want violence within a stadium, but you had. Evertonians, Liverpoolians, sorry, (coughs) um, Liverpool um, fans sitting next to each other within a family. Mm. It it was weird, Um, but we knew what we needed to do. And um, the ball came up from, I think it was Arteta or maybe Lee Carr. No, it wasn't Lee Carr. It was Arteta, I think it was. I laid it off to Lee Carsley. He put it in the bottom corner. I tackled him. I think if you look at that pile, you could see my boots, me and Lee Carsley, <laughs> at the bottom of, bottom of the pile, and then Timmy's on the top. Yeah. Um, that was probably, um, I wouldn't say it was the best moment of my career at Everton, but it was one of them. And um, I remember the kit man, we went into the changing room, and he was singing. Um, what was he singing?
0: Sweet Caroline. Right. <laughs> um, uh, right. Do you know what? I, as a fan, we, we had beat Liverpool for, I think it was five years at that point, And that was a Saturday, 1230. So five years? 1230.
1: I'm, saying ten, I'm saying 10 years. Was it no, years? yeah.
0: 1999, we beat them. And then it was 2004. But with okay, it being a, sat- right. a Saturday afternoon kickoff. So, okay, five years. Okay. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it felt like ten years trust me yeah, yeah. With it would have been a, a, a saturday afternoon kickoff we just went yeah. straight out as fans and the pubs were playing wow. all the tunes and it was just like because we'd seen and no disrespect to the team previously before you that the previous season because we had been so disappointed by that team it was so refreshing to have like a band of brothers fighting for the shirt and, and sticking it to our rivals if that makes sense
1: sure um I'm just trying to get the right words. It was disrespect to the fans. I'm going again, i say hmm. how it is. On that day, it was about just, we had to beat the, the Reds, hmm. right? And we knew what we were capable of. Um, I mean, the silence before the game, in the change rooms, I mean, you could have kind of it was so silent. We just knew what we needed to do. But then once we would walk through the tunnel and heard, hear the turnstiles, mm. and then the toffee, the flute. Yeah, that Zachas. Right. So that was like our twelfth our, our man. Mm. And once we went out there, we knew what we needed to do. And that, that's when I really felt, and I knew that we were going to beat Liverpool that day. I mean, I remember Stevie, Stevie G coming up after the game and saying, you guys absolutely killed us today, physically, mentally, um, and, and, and technically. Um, but again, going to Anfield, it was a different story. Mm. Timmy scored, but we lost. But um, during that season, we knew what we needed to do. We were a team focused. Okay.
0: That that first half of the season, you were sort of the number nine, if you will, and Duncan was the the backup striker. I think Duncan was around thirty two, thirty three, and he was nearing the end of his career. He was coming on and maybe going four four two if he needed to win a game, or he'd replace you if we were already winning the game. What was oh. your what was your relationship like with Duncan at that season?
1: Oh. Sorry, my boy's just farting in my face. He's a French bulldog and he's from London, by the way. <laughs> quality. It's by the way. I got Love him it. from Liverpool. school. Well, um, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, um, I always say this to guys, uh, or sorry, people that ask me. When I went into um, Everton, did not speak to me for two, maybe three weeks. Um, training, and um, I didn't know why. It wasn't. It wasn't angry. It wasn't because he was uh, like aggressive towards me. It just he'd say hi and stuff, but he didn't really acknowledge me. So I said to uh, McFadden, I said, uh, "Why is do Why does? He, why doesn't he speak? You see, because he's working. You there, guys?" Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> my, battery, my battery's going but anyway he said um because um he's trying to work you out i said what do you mean he's trying to work me out he said he wants to know if you're um for the team and you're good enough she did it for the right reasons be a part of the team
0: so i was like oh shit.
1: so i've got that added pressure that dunk is putting it on me now um and then i remember training and dunk used to say um, I can't swear, but he used to say, you're on effing fire, son. Right. right. And then when I scored my first goal, he hugged me. And since then, we've just been good friends, and I, I love him to bits. He's a top man. I'm glad he's still at the club. Mm. So glad he's still at the club, because we need the likes of him still at the club, because there's a lot of foreigners at the club at the minute. Not bad-mouth in the Florida, foreigners. Yeah. They just don't know the whole um, ethics or um, work rate or what the history of the club is. Maybe they do, I don't know. I didn't know it at the start. He stepped up
0: this season underneath Big Duncan. He was caretaker manager for three games and that was a period where we needed him as as a club. Of course.
1: I went to the the training ground before the manager got uh, sacked and I spoke to Duncan. (coughs) The first time I went to the training ground, um, I saw Dunk. They were training. Uh, he took over against Chelsea. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. yeah. And won. And being Dunk, truly junk, Dunk. He jumped up, celebrated with the fans and the mm-hmm. players.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then w- the, the second game. Where was that?
0: The second United game was at old, old Trafford. United, right. the way, yeah.
1: we got a result, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. one-one. Yeah.
1: There should, you go. So he's got, game, two, he's got two. got two in two. I mean, he didn't win. He's got two and two.
2: Um,
1: But dunk being dunk, he took over. So always have to have dunk in the club, around the academy, around the first team, around the reserves, under 18s, 19s, et cetera. Because without Stubber, we're... I mean, Timmy goes in. Arteta's now at Arsenal. Mm. I mean, I know that... um, There's a lot of Evertonians, young Evertonians at the club that came up through the club, but you need the likes of Dunk, teaching them the way to go, the way to be Evertonians, Blues, family club um, to go forward.
2: While we're on it, Marcus, I want to ask your opinion on on one of the players you're probably referring to there. He's a player who Duncan's had quite a significant influence on the teams. He's a player who I've likened to you quite a bit, so I'm going to call that Lewin. But what are your thoughts okay. on his development? So I'm going to Calvert-Lewin.
1: A youngster now? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. Have...
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know too much about him. So fill me in.
0: He's, he's an absolute workhorse. <laughs> and there's, there's times where you want him to be more selfish and, right. and get in a six-yard box and score goals. However, he's so, he's so
2: important to other players. In fairness, okay. no, I think last season and certainly apart early on this season, he was being asked to play that role as a lone striker, where he was chasing a lot of balls in the channels. Ancelotti's come in and he's basically said to him, "Get yourself in between the sticks a bit more." And, and, okay, you know, let me throw, finish.
1: let me throw, let me throw this at you. I'm going to question you guys now, right? I don't know him well. All right, what's his physique? What's his physique?
2: He's very it's, athletic. Yeah, um, he, he's about. I say he's, he's six foot two. Um, again very, you know, he's good in the air, he's quick, he's strong. He's so fast. you
1: basically said his attributes are good in the air, strong, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Has he got someone up alongside him that can help him to um, uh, live his attributes and live his dream?
2: Well, he's got players alongside him now. like to Bernard Richarlison, who, who I suppose give him... But, but we haven't had, we haven't
1: had that up until now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's only, I mean, I've started a year we were in the bottom four, right? Yeah, Yeah. bottom three, three. am I right? Bottom three at one point, yeah. Bottom three at one point. So at what point do you think, how old is he now? I think think he's 21. 21, 21, okay. So he needs the likes of what I had. Duncan, where? Stubber. Now the, the players that we've got in the team at the minute, and no disrespect to them, they don't know how to teach him, how to bring him forward. Right. It's a good
0: point, actually. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good point. Right. So he's
1: one of our own. So please stick by him. Mm. Always do. And don't get me wrong, stick by the foreigners too, because they will give something to our club, to the Blues. Problem being is that we just don't have. And having the manager that we have in at the moment, Oh, he's awesome. He will give, Angelotti will give everything to the club. His experience, hopefully, after what's going on now, we can kind of bring in some more experience. And um, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to take us. But the young players that we have coming through the club right now, you have to stick by.
0: Well, going back to to your career again briefly, I mean, at, at Everton, what are your memories of that victory against Manchester United at Goodison? Because it was... a uh an atmosphere that I've not seen too much even as a fan. It was under the lights. It was Wayne Rooney returning, which added to the hostility, if you will. It made us want to make it more more hostile for Manchester United. And I remember seeing, I think you played right midfield and, and he started Duncan. And it, it just seemed like we actually went out to beat the, the champions, if you will. It was an amazing game. What are your memories of that night? I, I, I hate
1: being, I, I hate trying to be uh, too confident or arrogant or with a chip on my shoulder, but, at that point, we knew what we could do. Don't get me wrong, it's Man United. They are the top of the league. They're a the, the, the team to beat. Mm. With history, with Everton and Man United playing against each other, sometimes it can be a little bit, and don't disrespect towards Liverpool and the, 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 the derby, but when it comes to Everton and Manchester United, Huge. it's all... It's huge, it's massive. And it was under the lights. It was a night game, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it night was... game. Um, and again, coming out to the the, the, the flute, and um, yeah. we, just, we just knew, we just knew. We would pressure them, we'd get in their faces, and we got the result. I mean, the fans were amazing. I think that probably at that point, people have said to me, did we know we were gonna get in the top? 10, top five, top three, top four. I think at that point, we knew we were gonna get in the top five.
0: I think that was the game for us as fans, because I think from January to, to around April time, We'd slowed down, but we hadn't won as many in the second half of the season as, as we had in the first. And as You're fans, right. we, we were sort of thinking, is this a push too far? And then that night comes, and what a performance. At Duncan dunk fakes and scores at the Gladder Street. There's pictures of you all jumping on him, and the fans are upside down, if you will, celebrating. And that gave us as fans like a shot in the arm of adrenaline. Was that the same for you guys as players? Yeah, of course. I think the, 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 the first part of the season, I think we
1: just went all out. Yeah. Um Let's put the Arsenal um, loss aside. I, I think you guys can uh, verify that we didn't lose. We didn't lose. We were just on fire. We might have drawn or we were just on we fire. We lost, lost.
0: We, lost our th- we lost our third game on the 28th of December.
1: Right. There you go. So that's a, That's a... That's, I mean, so what? We started in August, so yeah. 20th of December. That's what? That's three, four months. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then to then the play against man man United going off the back of I mean I've always said Christmas time is a hard time mm. for any club um but we we showed the resolve we showed the, the team mentality we showed uh, our, our our commitment um and after that man, man United game we went on and just literally bossed it I I, I you could tell me, I don't know. We, I, we finally, got...
2: we, we finally sealed qualification against Newcastle with, with a 2 0 win at Goodison. that's when it was done before the. What, what month was that? That, that? that was the end of, end of April, it, it? It was not it? It was the second. Yeah, no, of course. last weekend the of, of April, the season. Yeah.
1: I'm, talking about, I'm talking about January. January, January, February, March.
0: We had a really bad period. I think we went out the FA Cup. Uh, I think that was the time that they were trying to play James Beattie in a four-five-one, and we yeah, but we didn't we horrible. didn't want
1: to play the first team in that because we knew what we were trying to do.
0: Yeah, I think I think we drew a lot of games. I remember drawing at Newcastle. I think Duncan Ferguson was suspended for a, an instant, down a Charlton, so, so we'd lost him. James yeah. Beattie came in, not quite fit, um, and all of a sudden you scored a goal at Southampton, which it looked like an angry goal. It looked like you trying to prove a point it was a game I think that you you didn't start and you came on and rescued the points but I remember your celebrations you were were stone-faced and you were sort of like trying to prove a point is that a fair is that a fair assessment of that celebration
1: very 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 fair um James James had come in at that point um yeah uh, again I spoke to you about Moyes um I felt that I had my place there, and I worked hard for my place. Um, this is nothing to do with James. James is a good friend of mine, mm. and uh, Beatty, James Beattie. Um So when, so James had scored in that game.
0: Yeah, he did, yeah, you're right. We won James the lock, scored. then went 2-1 down. And then Kraut scored, right? Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, right. And then uh, Moisey sent me and Duncan towards the end of the game. Um. It was pure anger. Yeah, you could tell. Pure anger. Um, The ball got uh, kicked out by Nigel. I think we had literally three minutes,
0: honestly, three minutes.
1: Yeah, something two minutes. So I I shouted Nigel to kick the ball, held it up, uh, played it off to dunk, ran on, dunk played me in. I wasn't sure he was going to play me. And I took it quite wide. Um, mm. I was like, oh, excuse my language, young younger people. No, go for them. it, no, that's absolutely fine. Excuse my language. I took it quite fucking wide. And I thought, um, <laughs> let me just hit it. I knew where I wanted to put it. But it was just a case of, would it get there? <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Uh I hit it I hit it. It was probably the best strike I've ever had in my life and it went top corner. And like you say with my celebration um I was very angry, very upset, very disappointed in um the manager. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want it to come back on me. Um and I lost there. he lost my confidence within that nice. um spell of time. So, yeah.
2: No, fair enough. I mean, like I, like I alluded to before I spoke about, we eventually got over the line and that's what it was. Like Millsy said before, we did have a tough few months between January and March and it probably coincided with the fact that James Beattie was trying to be shoehorned into the team that wasn't quite ready for him. The system wasn't right for him, but we eventually got there with a win over, over Newcastle, a 2-0 victory. We've had Lee Carsley, uh, Leon Osman and Davey Weir all tell us about the the night out or the day out almost <laughs> that went into a night and another day at the Albatoch after after that Newcastle win? Do you, do you recall the uh, celebrations after, after qualifying? I don't know
1: nothing about it. What are you talking
2: about?
0: <laughs> 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 do, you know, do you know what, I Benty, know there was, what there was a great. Talk.
1: I don't know. There was I a great what shot.
0: What are you talking about? There was, a, there was a great shot. I think it, uh, on the Sunday, Liverpool failed to beat Arsenal and that meant it was mathematically possible. And there was a great shot of the manager. With a cardigan on and a glass of champagne, doing a live interview with Sky Sports. Right. And it just thought at least take your cardio You have gaffer. Um.
1: Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. We had a good time. I mean, yeah. uh, after that, when we knew we um, got the fourth place, uh, we all went to Marbella actually. Okay. Yeah, we had uh. a good time in Marbella, and that, that's a different story. But. You'll hear that another time. <laughs> look at you. See, look. I'm gonna get on to am I'm gonna get onto where and husband now. They cannot <laughs> what's in Vegas does what? Oh yeah, love it. Uh, Stay in you Vegas, go. baby.
2: Yeah, love it. Love it. No, the we didn't we didn't get that end of the story, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no quality listen listen, Marcus, it's uh, it, it, it's it's been superb, superb having you on, and I love how honest you've been. Um, I, I just want to say, before I know Millsy, has got a, a, a question or two before we go. I just yeah, want go. to say, I, I, I can't, I can't be grateful enough for the way, the work you put in for the team. You know, as a, as a, as an individual, forget about talent, forget about ability, the work and the miles you put in on that pitch. I've never seen really? the forwards put in. I, the I appreciate
1: that, and I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying. I, 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 I that's in my heart. <laughs> Hence why I'm still a blue. it it still gets to me today that I didn't get a chance to actually show you what I am capable of. Um, I mean, hard work, I mean, imagine you went to work and and your manager said to you, oh, you're very hard working, you come in at seven and you leave at seven o'clock at night. But really and truly, I don't know what you do on the computers or you don't like, I can take that, Mm. but I've really not given me personally what i know i could give and i would have been there longer um but i i appreciate and i love what you've just said to me and most of the evertonians and the blues my family your family Mm -hmm. always say the same thing um it's just in my mind, I wish I could have given a little bit more and um, achieved a little bit more with the Blues, that's
0: all. I mean, I'm, I'm looking back, I'm going down memory lane and my, my my brain here as well. And I remember times me and Judgy turns up, and I'm not just saying this because you're on, but we'd be like, why, why is Benton not playing? Like Everything that, that worked. Is now not working, so surely you revert to type. But I mean, that that's a that's a whole other story. It's, you don't want to hear stories well, about, about, guys, about. it's
1: politics, it's football. You gotta yeah. get on with it. You know what I mean? So we could <clears> talk <throat> about it all day. All I'm gonna say is that thank you guys for appreciating me. I appreciate you. Um, and this is not me just because I'm talking to you on this Zoom or at this bad time. Uh, I really enjoy enjoyed my time. Um, I still love the Blues. I wish um, we had a little bit more joy um, at this time. Um, let's, let's, fingers crossed, let's hope that um, Angelotti brings the right players in mm. um, and we can go on and, and compete against the likes of, I mean, Leicester at the minute. Let's not talk about Man United or Man City or Arsenal or Liverpool. Let's, like, Leicester or, you know, the teams now that are taking over in a sense, you know, we're we're a big side and it's frustrating seeing these sides take over with the finances and the the money and the players that they're bringing in. So hopefully we can kind of get up there and compete properly rather than being down in the bottom.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, we we, we touched upon briefly there and we'll wind it up because we do appreciate your time. We don't want to keep it too much longer. We touched upon Who's that in the back, kid?
1: Who's that in the back, 17 and nine?
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, a yeah. Tim Kale and Duncan Ferguson. They've got two signed shirts. I've got a friend. Um, no, they're too expensive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's holding one of them in the post. I haven't there. got 450 <laughs> grand under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that second season, it, it means January chance for wins. All- Opens, unfortunately you did, you did leave the club I did say at the start of it that I personally think that you We let you go too soon because It was only a year later that we brought Andy Johnson in To play four five one one he was very more similar to what You were doing for us than what, what You James, didn't let, what, you didn't let me go I,
1: You didn't let me go, I asked
0: to go Okay, well, well that's what I was going to ask because there was rumours In December that you were yeah. you were being looked at By Manchester City and Charlton uh, David Moyes actually came out on, on Christmas Eve and, and, he, and he said that He had no plans to let you leave Before we knew it at Portsmouth away, it seems like you're waving to the away end and you're saying goodbye, and you're gone. Yeah. And that's, that's two weeks post, Stephen, where you're saying that you're not going nowhere. What, what happened in that period? Are you asking to go there? Like, like right, I'm
1: going to tell you my side. I really can't talk about his side. Yeah, okay. sure, sure. yeah.
2: Uh,
1: Because, obviously, you know what it's about. Um, yeah. Again, I wasn't playing. Um, I felt disrespected. Mm. I remember being at the old training ground and... Um, uh, I hadn't played for a while. Um, i just had a baby. Um, Charlton had come in for me, Man City had come in for me. And more so, um, Aston Villa came in for me six months before, seven million. Wow. So, right, right. Um, I, at that point, I, I didn't know that at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I only knew that at that point when I didn't get offered a new contract. And everyone got a new contract and I yeah. didn't. So I'm I'm not playing reserves but I'm I'm not playing. I I, I want to be going on the coach I want to be playing I want to be doing the best that I can for the team. Yeah. Um so I I I had to and it's it wasn't against the fans or the club it was more so against the manager and I'm not going to name his name because I don't want to say it like that. I, I didn't respect him at that point and I told him that but it took me um I think it was ten o'clock in the morning. It took me to about two o'clock in the afternoon to actually convince him that I wanted to leave the club. Um, uh, again, as you say, he said, "I don't want to let you go," um, but it was more so for my sanity, my mental health. Mm.
0: <laughs> you wanted, wanted to play. Fo- you wanted to play football. I wanted to play
1: football, mm. and you're not. You're not giving me any respect at the minute, um so anyway, we played Portsmouth away I came on uh, as you said I took my shirt off that was the final goodbye. I cried all the way home I went into the change rooms and all the boys knew I was going right. um, I remember my mate my good mate um outside the, the changing change rooms um, didn't carry me but you know took my bag and we got in his car and he drove me home. But before that, David Gaffer Moisey called me aside and he said, if it doesn't work out with Charlton, you know, you're welcome to come home. But I didn't believe what he said because he hadn't showed me the respect that, um, right. yeah.
0: So um, I was at that game at Portsmouth, and I remember going in my friend's car for the long drive home. And I said some "I said, I'm sure that was a goodbye from Marcus Bent. He was he was spending too long at the away end. Yeah, it was. We could, it was a we could tell as fans we were got Yeah, it was a goodbye. Um,
1: it was a goodbye. Um, I can remember it to this day. I remember it to this day. Um, I just went. I remember at the end of the game. Uh, it was the. Um, uh, it wasn't the uh, blue? And, it wasn't the blue and white. It was the away shirt, right?
0: The Away shirt. Yeah, that's right. I think it was the white, white shirt. shirt. Yeah, yeah."
1: And I remember going towards the way end and the bench would be on the right and then the fans were there. It was just a goodbye. And uh, that was my last goodbye. I didn't see the Everton fans uh, at the Blues, or I didn't play against them.
0: You, you've never played at Goodison uh, yeah, since since not. you left. It was strange that I remember what? you played you played at the, at the Valley once. I think you came off the bench and you turned yeah. the game round and chart Charlton equalised and you, you cost us two points. But I can't remember you playing at Goodison Park against us. The the Blues actually booed me that game. <laughs> right, okay.
2: Well, no, they
1: didn't, they didn't boo me. So at the end of the game, I went to like say hi and stuff, and they gave me a little boo. And that, it wasn't it wasn't a bad boo. It was
0: just I. I, 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 think we all, I think we all we all had a bet on one nil, and then you come on and, and killed our night yeah, elves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, um, last question before we let you go: Was there ever a time in your career, or maybe even now, that you look back and think, "Ah, I should have stayed six months there and give it give it another go," or like you, like you say there for if you, if your piece of mind and your state of mind? And as a footballer, a short career, did you make the I right was, decision? And
1: you know what? And this is not me just because you've answered this question, I've thought about that every time I've moved, right? But last right. night, last night, I was sitting up um, watching Netflix and um, I was thinking about my Everett and career, thinking about talking to you. And I thought to myself, should I have stayed, regardless whether you think this is controversial or not, should I have said to them I'm going to see my contract out and I'm gonna go on a free unless you play me. Now, mm. that sounds really bad, right?
0: No, not when you look at it from as a player, player's it's point it's of view. I think from bad. a fan,
1: you as may be looking at yeah, it. Yeah, as an
2: Everton fan, yeah. As a yeah.
1: fan, that sounds yeah. really bad, right? Hence why I didn't yeah. do it. Yeah,
0: right. okay.
1: Right, exactly. I would never have done that. I'm just, I'm overthinking it. Like last night, I'm thinking about what should I have done to stay at the club? Would Moise have given me a new contract? etc etc i'll be honest yeah i've done it the right way mm. um after that uh the, the two youngsters came in um through the academy um uh Vaughan and um
0: victor.
1: Yeah. big victor, victor. Uh, big victor uh they came in done really well so so proud that i speak to him I, I spoke to him literally the three weeks after they used to call me Asked me how to work hard about my advice. I still speak to him to this day. when he's got two kids. Um, I think um, uh, he's in abroad somewhere. Um, so it's nice to be a part of their life. Um, could I have done it a different way? That's your question. Mm. Um, no, I wouldn't have done it a different way because um, I wouldn't have wanted to disrespect you guys and the Blues who I love. I just wanted to go home and um, and be a player that I know I could be without um, disrespecting the family and the Blues and the, the club that I come to love, that's all.
0: Marcus, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. I'm not just saying that, and Judge, you said before, we absolutely appreciate everything you did in a blue shirt. It was such a great period of our lives as a supporter to see an Everton team with fight, aggression, and to finish fourth. And quality? With with, and quality. With, with, a min- with a minus net spend of 30 million. It's it's like a bit of a, you, you don't see those things happen, and you, you were such an integral part of that. So, from us as fans, thank you so much for not only that, but for joining us here. And I'll tell you what, if you fancy a pint up a good <laughs> or something, this crazy world gets back to normal, We'll pay for your ticket and we'll take you for the pint how about that?
2: You've got to bring a share for Melzi, not put up on the wall. So I can <laughs> take your season ticket. So I can take both of your season tickets. Well, yeah, it, depends
0: who, it depends who we're playing. We'd rather That's get you as a good. guest and have a few pints.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, thank you very much. I love you too. Um, be careful, be safe. Um, the season's going to start back soon, right?
0: Yeah, it looks like a, a project restart is looking to aim for for June. Um, cool. this podcast is going to be time. I've Everton's told to to this podcast for, for years hopefully but we're recording this yeah. in, in lockdown at the moment and the season looks to be getting back to, to some sort of normality in, in around three or four weeks time uh, and like I said when it's back to real normality you, you've got an open invite to come and have a few beers with us at the grounds Thank you, kid Love
2: you buddy. Love to the families Thanks on you too, good. mate Take care of yourself Keep in touch, kid Thank you, Marcus. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks, mate. All All right. Bye.